It's the Stupidly Small Podcast. It is Wednesday, December the 17th. My name is Lauren Clark. Sitting here with me, he's very shiny this morning, it's Stuart Farrell. Shiny's bad. Hi, Lauren Clark. What do you mean? Just You've just got a little vibe about you this morning. Well, I sound as bad as I did Monday. I can't seem to get my head right, but when you call someone shiny, mm. that, that's bad. That's, it means they're, uh, from the inside, very unhealthy or... Does it? Uh, well, shiny's not a good thing unless you put... What's that face shine stuff that, um, you know, Yves Saint Laurent puts out? It's, face shine. Well, what's it called? <laughs> is it called face shine? Oh, it could be. Could <laughs> I be. don't know. But You're everything the wrong isn't gal. as it appears. That, that is certainly the truth. Can mm. I actually mention something about that? Because in front of me is Australia's highest-selling newspaper for Wednesday, December 17. It's not just today that it's the highest-selling newspaper. Right. But as you know, we had a little bit of a... Um, a kerfuffle up in Sydney over the last couple of days, mm-hmm. and um, they've got the wraparound, okay, which uh, a lot of the times a wraparound on newspaper might be used for advertising. The age certainly oh, does yeah. that. So they have page one to two might be about the latest BMW, and then <laughs> page three is the But they put the masthead. Is it called the masthead? They put the thing on the front yeah. end, so it looks like a proper newspaper, but then it's like just a – Picture of a feather floating through a glass of wine, and a, mm. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly, and then they get hit and the then, normal paper by the page three. Yeah, but it, but it looks like the normal paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. they've done this with the Herald Sun. Okay, good. Um, yeah, they've got about or the the terrace siege that happened and uh, river of tears, sea of flowers, and all the flowers and blah blah blah. Then we get to the normal paper, and it starts again with the same stuff. <laughs> so what is the with, with the guy, you know, the jihad and the the, the, the that is so interesting. and all these words they use. That is so true. So on page one, on the first front cover, mm. they're talking about Sydney and on the second front cover, they're talking about Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and with the exact same story, yeah. I ask you, what is the point of this? No, that's and right. And it continues on for pages and pages. I mean, with headlines such as wolf in sheik's clothing. Oh, that's not you know, like, cool. No, it's not cool. And when do we start questioning, uh, you know, the uncoolness of it? It's still going, by the way. We're up to page 10 or 9. What's that say? Something heartbreak. Which one? Terror Te- heartbreak. Oh, yes, it's terror. When, it, when it's been specifically said it's, well, some people have come out and said it is, but um, I don't know. But the it's, police were being very careful about that stuff and all of a sudden it's been... You know, taken. It's been taken into the hands of the media, and it's going to be made into something that actually the police and the people involved were very careful at the time not to make it into that. And wasn't there? I think there were stories yesterday crowing about how the media didn't show all the stuff. Mm. Uh, what was that? That was about? interesting, wasn't it? There were. Well, it was. It was interesting to read what the how the media were involved in the police operation, and I did think while I was reading it, "Hey, this is pretty good." And then later, I caught myself and I was thinking, "No." That's responsible <laughs> reporting, you know. If you if you don't mm. if you're told by the police what here are the things that are going to endanger the operation, uh, please don't do them. Yeah. <laughs> and you then do them, then you you know that that's a heinous crime and puts a lot of people's lives at risk. So it was actually yeah, like you say, they were crowing about how great they'd been, and actually they'd just been doing the bare minimum. They're doing <laughs> what they should be doing, what any responsible outlet would be doing. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been watching uh, the Australian classic TV series Frontline, right, which has been put up online for free for a little while on the mm-hmm. ABC's website. So I've been binge watching that, which yeah. is um, always a good one to watch if yeah. uh, anyone hasn't seen it. It's up there for free at the moment on iView, and. Um, 
Nothing seems to have changed. I think that show was made, what, early 90s? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, well, well it, it, and it was a satire on commercial media, or spe- I mean commercial current affairs shows specifically. Yeah. But uh, it, it was a sort of a comment on just, you know, commercial media in mm. general. Yeah. And uh, nothing seems to have changed. No. Like when, you, when the uh, producer is, you know, trying to pitch stories and trying to be inflammatory and then trying to justify the reason, um, you know, like – Say, for instance, you know, they did something on strippers and, mm. okay, all we want to do is show naked breasts, but we've got to try and say that it's a shame on our streets <laughs> and, you know, sex streets, you know, shame <laughs> and that sort of thing. Right. That's all that this is. Yeah. And uh, then when they come out and they say this terrible stuff, they justify it by saying the, the people want, the people should know, and it is this, and we're, we're you know, we're sort of setting the agenda, but we're just responding to what's out there. Mm. And that's not true. Mm. And it shouldn't, and that should, should that be a newspaper's job to just, should it be setting the agenda, reporting an agenda, or just simply reporting the news, factually what's happening? Well, that's the argument that comes into play with two things. Firstly, editorials. So the newspaper tells you who to vote for, which is mm. just so old fashioned and ridiculous. And as the election in Victoria just proved, not very effective. Mm. <laughs> uh, but also, Online stuff so that you can see which stories get which, get hits. So therefore you start printing, sto- you know, not printing, but you start posting stories that are going to, you know, what was it? Sex street shock or whatever yeah. you said, you know, posting stories like that because people click on them. But be- because people click on them, does that make it news? No, like, it doesn't. You know, it's just pandering to the lowest common denominator. That's it. And also... Or teenagers really. I mean, if you've got boobs... Yeah. Who, I mean, who's going to look at boobs? Young people <laughs> or just desperate people? Who's going to look at boobs? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It does, yeah. It's not news. But also I think this is why niche media uh, does okay at the moment because there are, you know, if you – so lots of people might click on the boobs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of people might click on the boobs. However – of the people who do, they probably don't read much of it. They go, like, flick through. Whereas if there's an article by somebody you trust on a topic that's interesting to you, you know, it's why long-form articles, there's a sort of fashion for them as well, mm. is that is that there's a quality versus quantity argument. And so niche media that gets it right can really hone in on the fact that actually we're going to deliver you media that we've actually thought about. You know what I mean? Yeah, t- totally. Um, getting back to how we started this uh, media watch segment yeah, here no. today, I'm, that was <laughs> well. It was a bit hard not to. The no. newspapers uh, is full of crap. Yeah, um, but yeah, the so the wraparound has now become a bit well, well, lack of a better word, bastardized because it it seems like they just put two covers on the front of the paper. What's a good use of the wraparound though? Grand final day. Oh, yeah, grand final day. Um, I mean, any, I mean, whatever the main story is of the day, if you want to do a special on it, fine, do the wraparound, but then don't continue putting another 10 pages inside <laughs> yeah. the wraparound because it, <laughs> unless the wraparound, then a dozen pages. Yeah. But it, it got me thinking yesterday, I was watching a show on, um, you know, it's one of your favourite topics too, uh, mm. classic truck restorations. And. Uh, <laughs> Don't ask me what I don't know. Know why myself? Sometimes like, I love mm. 
finding a topic like that because to me my brain just goes cool I never have to think about that that yeah. is a thing about which I do not have to educate myself but now you're going to tell me you're going to fill my brain with something well how, not really how there's not watching? a whole lot of filling to be done here okay <laughs> but it was it, it was about 80s trucks and uh, this is Norm and he grew up uh, in trucks his dad was a trucker and his mother was a trucker and now he's a trucker and he loves the trucks and the host right. is going oh my god I bet you as a boy you just sat on the side of the highway and you listened to the trucks and he's going, oh, actually, yes, I did. And I knew what sort of truck was coming up the highway by the sound of its motor. And these people loved it, right? <laughs> yes. So they, they got trucks from their childhood and they were restoring them and they drove them, literally, these prime movies, they drive them around on the weekend. But there was one thing that stuck out to me. God, this sounds terrible. Yeah. How so? I just, that just sounds like. Truck restoration, not your thing? No. Okay. Yeah. There's one guy driving around in a truck, mm. uh, in his done-up truck, uh, called the Night Stalker. Oh. And I thought, hang on, how is that suddenly a cool thing to be the Night Stalker? No, that's You know what cool. I mean? No, it's not, is it? Like, no. how do these uh, terms uh, be, suddenly become like a thing of semi-coolness or, yeah, I'm the Night Stalker? What are you – like, isn't that <laughs> – Isn't Stalker. the Night Stalker someone that goes around killing people? But I suppose that's the thing they're trying to do is be like, you know, I'm so dangerous. Uh, you reckon? I, I just think know. they thought the name was great. Like he's prowling around in the night in his truck, not realising <laughs> that he's actually probably should have been doing, you know, three to five years. That's it. <laughs> and he's got the, who listens to your phone calls? Whoever it is. ASIO. Yeah. Listening to his phone calls. Well, if you're the night stalker, you're calling oh, yourself hey, the night stalker. Is that what they do? Or didn't, hang, what do night stalkers actually do? Maybe are they people that ring you up and go, "Hello, <laughs> who is this?" Because have you noticed that? No. Have you noticed that the um, they're called those those dudes that ring you up and just want to breathe or whatever? Don't do it so much anymore with the advent of mobile phones. If there's one thing that mobile phone technology has brought into it, huh. it's as the the dirty phone call. Really, you can't do it anymore, can you? Why not? You can just ring a mobile number. It's not the people same though. Well, well, at night, people, if they've got their mobile, generally, it might be out and about. Yeah. So if you're in a bar and you've got some guy just ringing your hand, and plus it's harder <laughs> to get the phone number, but you know, hello, is this Sharon? <sighs> also, because yeah, of caller ID. I can't hear you. I'm at yeah. the bar. I can't hear you. <laughs> Hi, Sharon. I can't hear you. But you know what I mean? It doesn't have the same thing as being alone by yourself. With That's it. Ray That's, you're on so the wall. right. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. So this is your uh, stupidly small community service announcement. Uh. Stupid. Hey, Stu. What? Yesterday I went to a work Christmas party. I have about 17 different jobs. Mm. And uh, I went to my work Christmas party and this one is always a lot of fun and it's in a nice little restaurant and whatever. But there is a Kris Kringle. Dangerous. Dangerous, you reckon? Well, you either end up with the uh, totally inappropriate sex uh, joke toy or you'll end up with something you don't want. <laughs> so you want the former then, do you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let the cat out of the bag there. What I, uh, what I was doing was sitting there going, what a strange thing because everybody's been obliged to buy. Like ours was only 15 bucks, but everyone's been obliged to buy. Can I, can I just pull you up there? Yeah. Sorry. What's the point? What are you going to get for 15 bucks that someone's going to like? Yeah, you that's know? it. Either go in both legs or just say, hey, we're not doing it this year. Having said that, do you know what? 
They were all pretty good. All right, good did. Sorry, I got a I lovely just saw pair of socks. Bucks. Yeah, no, like I know, but that's the thing. It's fifteen bucks because it's a work thing, and it's like you're kind of obliged. So if they went twenty, forty, fifty, whatever, Why if don't they went top up, it up, huh? Why don't work out match your dollar for dollar? Oh, that's a good idea. You know, that's yeah. a really good idea. So well, you because you're back receiving presents, and not, it's not your business, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Why don't work? What are the thousand dollars? Yeah. Anyway. They did buy us a big, beautiful, you know, four course lunch and blah blah blah. So it's nice to be loved. It is nice. Um, I don't know. Chris Kringle's though. Why is Chris Kringle a thing? Well, it, it is a cost-cutting thing. I mean, it was introduced by yeah. tight asses at Christmas. Really? <laughs> is this true? I think so. <laughs> uh, because it was. It's you're only buying for one person. Yeah. Um, and rather than going, hey, look, we don't want to have to buy for everyone. We don't, you know. I mean, that's good in a way. We're going to add the element of surprise, so you get yeah. to draw out the lucky person. It's but a lucky you, dip. But isn't it's a it just like dip. everyone trying to guess what everyone else, who everyone, like? I would like to know who got me my socks. Oh, don't don't you reveal it? No. At the end? Okay. No, it's not. Is that revealed. why the, uh, there's a proliferation of sex toys? Because you never find out. <laughs> I think, do you know what? I think you're about 20 years ago. I don't think there is a proliferation of sex toys <laughs> anymore. You can tell I've never worked in an office. There are laws about these yeah, things. Right. Okay, that, well, it has changed, hasn't it? Since the old day factory. Rather. But we were thinking, you and I, that we would do, you know how over um, over the sort of summer Christmas period, mm. um, everybody does different shows. So there are yeah. like, you know, either people come in and replace People for Who's going to come in or... and replace us? Who, well, could, who could? Who could? Should we get um... Ernie and Denise? <laughs> Ding Dong and Ernie. <laughs> How about... No. No, I don't think Ding Dong and Ernie would... <laughs> get our would, jobs back. Would quite... Yeah, exactly. Mm. We need somebody who's not going to threaten us too much, who people aren't going to get too fond of. That's the problem, you see. Uh, okay, falling in love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's... I reckon we could stay... And this is this was what we were talking oh, about. We're not doing, going right? anywhere then. All right. We're going to stay, but we're going to keep them nice and snappy mm-hmm. and do uh, some little shows, but do them over the whole period. Now, here is my question to you: Okay, Christmas themed, uh, summer themed, holiday themed, 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 sort of themed. I reckon we've got to kind of set them apart in some way. All right, summer, summer, and Christmas. Okay, so tips. Mm. Um, Horror stories. I, I wouldn't. I don't we, want them to be too sappy. Do you know what I think we need to do? Is we need to get. We need to remind people to go to our website to the voicemail section and leave a voicemail and tell us a if you think what what we should, should we talk about. What's a topic mm. that we should talk about that's to do with any of these things? Right. Yeah. Let's like try and make it themic in some way. Right. Uh, also, have you got a story? Have you got a question? Have you got some observation about this whole sort of summer Christmas period that could be useful in any way. Observation I like. Don't you think? Yeah. And so people can call up uh, using the voicemail and there's a phone number there you can call up as well or you could email or tweet or Facebook us, whatever. But I reckon that there are things that around this time of year, like for me, have you done any Christmas shopping? No. Neither. I haven't done a thing. I don't even consider it. And Neither you know, do other, I. You know, if I wasn't listening to the radio with people going, have you done your Christmas shopping? Yeah. I go, what? Oh, oh yeah. it's next week. Well, see, I, I used to put on Christmas every year. So right. I would consider the hundreds that I spent on food everyone's Christmas present. Of course. Now we're going to uh, Chinese restaurant. 
down the road. But Stu, yes. you set a precedent. People think you don't give presents. No, but every, people you don't are have giving to. me stuff. <laughs> I'm the type guy. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't give nothing. Um, so okay, got, so now you have to give prezos. Have you, is I think it, just to kids. Okay. All right, yeah. rule number one. I'm going to kick off the, even though we haven't started our summer season. We've got to call it something. Stupidly small summer season. You don't want to call it stupidly summer? But then it's a stupidly small su- podcast. Yeah, okay. You is. know, we're not changing the... Uh, okay, stupidly small summer season. Stupidly summer small season? Oh, no, no, no. This is way too confused. Someone will come up with a suggestion. We ha- it was pointed out after we were speaking mm. uh, the other day about Santa getting Centrelink. A couple of people oh, wrote yes. to us and said it should have been Centrelink. But Which pe- is good. People do. They pull us up. So somebody will have a suggestion that is <laughs> much better than and any ours. of the things that we are currently coming but up with. But we need you to get in contact. We do. Is the point. Yeah. Anyway, they're going to be smaller shows. They're going to be themed. Yeah. Whatever the theme is, is pretty much directed by you guys. Yeah. Now, what were you going to say? What was I going to say? I don't know. I think I was just going to say you just buy for kids or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the less yeah. kids you got in, in your life, the better. <laughs> but that's that's by the by. You know, I've got to get drag you back to your Christmas party. Oh, yeah. We did mention last Friday mm. on our live program mm. uh, about Christmas parties. I think I said, you know, they always seem a lot better from the outside. Yeah. But you're, you're saying to me that this one was actually a good one. You know what? They, yeah, it is. Is it people to people? The people are really awesome at this workplace. Like, it's really, you, you would want to. Do they wanna... listen to this, do they? <laughs> Hi, everyone down there. <laughs> they kind of do. No, they, they but they, they listen to this. Therefore, well, how they, good are they? They are switched on. They're awesome. And, but also, they. Because Christmas parties can be a bonfire of oh, trouble. Oh, absolutely. And alcohol, bad food. And people you don't like ordinarily. Uh, one and, time, yeah. see, one time this Christmas party, these these guys uh, did uh, a Christmas party where they invited the board to come along. The bad guys, you know. So it was a little bit, and and we all went hi, and we'd never met them, and then so suddenly there's this whole. It just that dynamic was just wrong. So it needs to be. It needs to feel like. Uh, Everyone, everything's forgotten about. Everything to do with work is nobody's discussing any of that. It's like we're all just kicking yeah. our shoes off under the table and having champagne. Well, you say, that's that's a good point. You say kicking your shoes off, but you should be free to really uh, metaphorically kick your pants off and not feel <laughs> that you're going to get sacked for it. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. So if the board's there, you're getting. That's it. That's these, why these that guys was are wrong. Judging you. Yeah. Yeah. No. So and, wrong. Yeah. And, that, so wrong. and the, when the performance review comes up, no, yeah. that's that. Guy that had one too many spumantes, yeah. and you're in a bit of strife. <laughs> spumantes, it's not too that's bad. The spumante, no, um, no, no, no. Look, I, I think that's right. And there, um, I've had other work Christmas parties where you, you kind of there's that thing too of if if the workplace is too big, yeah, then you'd be sitting there, someone going, "Hi, so what do you do? Oh, I work up in." you know, finance or whatever. And so it's not actually relaxing because it's not people that you kind of know. Or you do huddle into groups. Actually, you've got me thinking now. Yeah. Why don't you uh, call us on our speak pipeline and ask mm. or tell us horror stories from work Christmases. Don't use names or anything too gross. Remember, we are G-rated. Yeah. Company names that's do good. not use. That's, no, that's true. That's so good. I like that story, that if idea. If you can do that anonymously. Yeah then uh, you could be making this a Christmas to remember. Stupid.
All right, lads, it's time for the uh, for us to get out of here, really, for this Wednesday. But before we do, it's mm. tidbit time. And I've uh, got a good one for you this morning. One oh, that, yeah. Uh, the, all of the listeners can get involved with. Mm. Now, uh, there's it's a simple one. I've got it out of the newspapers. So, you know, lots of thought <laughs> going into it. But the <laughs> Messenger Space Probe has sparked a competition to name the craters of Mercury. The craters of Mercury. Of Mercury. And uh, people have to choose the name of an important person known for their work in arts or humanities who has been dead for at least three years and significant for at least 50. Oh, this sounds like a trivia question, doesn't it? That's hard. Well, sort of. And I, well, I got one straight away. So we're going to name the creators, creators, the craters of Mercury. (laughs) I'm going to name some of them, or I'm going to submit my, you know, application application yeah. uh, for Oliver Reed, the great actor who died during one of uh, history's greatest films being made, Gladiator. Right. Big fan of the Glads. Yeah. And um, so Oliver Reed, I'm putting forward. He, I Fifty mean, years he had to have been influential for. He was definitely, well, okay, he was an actor for well over 40. Right. And... I think he has to have been significant for 50. He died in 99. Mm. I attack on a few more years there. People still loving Gladiator. Attack. I watched it just again the other day. <laughs> he, quali- he qualifies. Oh, so you can count in your 50 the years since they died. I'd assume so because it means they're still significant. So dead for three I minimum, see. significant for at least 50 years. It's a, good, it's a good test, isn't it? And they have to be involved in the arts and humanities. Okay, so that's... Craters of Mercury naming uh, competition. Just Google that and uh, see if you can uh, maybe get your your favourite uh, significant arts and humanities persons up and into space. That's very cool. So I'm nothing gonna, from you? Uh, I'm going to have to think. Oh. Well, the first person I thought of was um, Christopher Hitchens, <laughs> right. who I know died around three years ago, but it uh, wasn't. Was it that long ago? I think so. He might qualify just through death time. Don't know. But anyway, he uh, also, I'm not sure I want to nominate him on the grounds of several uh, things, but um, also 50 years, don't think so. I think no. I've got to think harder about it. I think it's think a good harder. test. It's, it's a really good test. Good test. It's, one of, it's a good test to try and do it sans Google. Sans you. Well, sans I did it sans Google. Google, but you can use Google then just to... To back yourself to back, up. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, make sure yeah, you've yeah. got it right. Anyway, Oliver Reed's mine. Now, can I just say, yes. had all of these people eaten organically, then perhaps they'd still be alive today and we wouldn't be nominating them for the Craters of Mercury. Yeah. And uh, the best place to eat organic and buy organic in this town is down at Ceres Organic Market and Grocery. Okay, you want a little bit of information on these bad boys? Yes, please. Well, well the best way to do it is uh, for, if you're a noob... You can uh, just head to uh, series, which is C-E-R-E-S. Correct. Dot org dot A-U, okay? Yeah. They're down at uh, Roberts and the corner of Roberts and Stewart Street in East Brunswick. Now, mm. they're open seven days a week. They've got musos, Wednesday, Saturday and Sunday mornings. They specialise in organic, local fresh produce, bulk foods and non-toxin cleaning products. Right? Um the good thing about this is, plus, you know, you, you can go buy coffee down there, you can feed the chooks, you can do whatever you like. It's beautiful, yeah. It's fantastic. Wander down on a beautiful day like today. And if you're a stupidly small podcast listener, uh-huh. why don't you head down to Series Organic Market and Grocery yes. and say, hey, thanks for all this fine produce. P.S. I listen to Stupidly Small. I'll go, tap the nose as, as they do. 
Do we, I, I'm not sure we can promise nose tapping. Tap the nose, you'll get 10% discount straight <laughs> off the top. Like Beautiful. any good organisation would say. Thank you to those guys for being this week's sponsor. I know, it's very, very excellent to have their support. So uh, do get down there and check them out. Now, hey, it is bin night in a section of – now, I'm just – I can't even say it without the controversy erupting. But it's reservoir. Reservoir. Uh, <laughs> reservoir. There, uh, somebody sent me a City of Darabin map. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> of all of the different bin areas and just it's the one in the middle. So you'll probably know if you live there, but it is bin night tonight uh, in Resi, in a section of Reservoir. T- an additional tidbit. Mm. Uh, Reservoir, Yeah. and I'm going to get someone come and tell me that Frankston is bigger, but Reservoir is the biggest suburb in metropolitan Melbourne. I stick by that. People have told me in the past it's Frankston, but Reservoir. This is one of those ones where Google might help. <laughs> yeah, true. But that is, is that all the bins for tonight? I that, Wednesday? that, that is. Right. I just got then a direct tweet right then suggesting saying that bin night uh, in Toronto is Wednesday night, but that's Thursday morning our time, so perhaps I'll just do that one again tomorrow. Is that our Thursday morning? Well, so is that our first international? It's our first international bin, so Toronto. Thank you very much to Luke. So. Oh, very nice. Very Hello. Very Over lovely. there in uh, Canada. Lauren, yeah. until tomorrow, stay safe, and uh, we hope that you hit us up on our website, stupidlysmall.com. Let's start with those uh, festive slash Christmassy type suggestions. Christmas party debacles would be good. Yeah. And uh, we'll skip planning for our summer break. But until then, love us on iTunes, like us online, <laughs> and well, I don't know. I don't want any of that. Just take care. Lost, enjoy yourself. <laughs> See you, Faz.